Welcome to Bang the Table Talks, a monthly podcast where we discuss the evolving world of community engagement. Each month, we will discuss trends, best practices, and information to assist in running better community engagement programs. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Bang the Table Talks, our monthly podcast. I'm Anthea Brown. I handle client liaison and uh, onboarding in Canada. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to Catherine D'Angelo, Deputy Superintendent for School District 38 in British Columbia, Richmond. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, Anthea. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Because of the work you've done at the School District 38, you received an award this year for diversity and inclusion from the International Association of Public Participation in September at their North American conference. Congratulations, that's really quite exciting. Thank you, we were thrilled and very excited to win the award and uh, attend the conference and receive the award. It was wonderful and very unexpected. Well, I've I've gone the journey with you and I have to say that I've watched what a fantastic job you did on this particular project. So I'm looking forward to having you tell um, our listeners more. Catherine, tell me a bit more about the complex engagement project and what challenges um, you had in reaching out to your diverse school community. Okay, we're a school district in um, the metropolitan region of British Columbia. And one of the um, special features of our school district is we have quite a diverse population of families that we deal with. So our population is probably about 65% where English is an additional language. So we are working with families where uh, the main language in the home is not English. So when we were communicating with families, et cetera, we are very much challenged by the fact, how do we communicate? How do we actually reach this population of families who speak um, a different language in their home? So initially it was a bit daunting to think about and it was a bit daunting to actually plan out how we were going to go about this. Uh, One of the challenges that we faced is I'm not sure, but many of the listeners may know is when you're using a translation device as well on a computer, it doesn't always translate uh, into a language that you want. So we had a problem uh, and that was just one of the problems with a question that we were asking was to do with our long range facilities plan and school closures. And we needed to communicate with our population and how how could we do that in an effective way? Right, and um, and I know that you, worked with a facilitator to develop that an extensive engagement plan and an evaluation plan. Was this the first time that you'd taken this approach and what did this mean for you? Yes, it was the first time when we'd uh, actually undertaken school closure process in the past. We had done this on our own and it wasn't as successful as we would have liked. So at this time, we entered into um, a relationship with an outside facilitator, Catherine Rockendale, uh, who helped us understand what engagement with our population was all about and what it could look like in this day and age. Uh, As we all know, how we communicate with our population has changed in uh, 
2017. It's different than it was in the year 2000 and very different than it was in the 1990s. So uh, it was very exciting to learn about engagement and what that could be. And it was also very interesting to think about, so how would we do this differently? So the first question we asked, we went uh, with the guidance of our facilitator, Catherine, we went out to our population and asked the question, how would you like to be engaged? Which we all thought we knew the answer. And it was interesting to see what came back to us. Wow, do you want to expand on that, Catherine? Sure. Uh, initially, we thought um, the committee that was working together was if you want to engage your population in a, a large metropolitan city, you would do that by going out to newspapers, etc., in the print format. And our outside consultant encouraged us to ask the question in an online format. And we started using uh, Engagement HQ. We put together a survey that asked questions related to how would you like to be engaged? How would you like us to ask you questions? Where would you like to receive information and updates? Uh, and um, asking questions, for example, about would you like to see that on this website that we had developed? Would you like to see this in one of the local newspapers? Would you like to hear about it on the radio station? And then also, what language would you like to receive that in? So we put that out to our uh, community, our entire community, at the beginning of July. So we're not in session. School is over in our school district at that time. We weren't in session. And I have to say I was surprised by the response that we got. We've got uh, an unprecedented response back from people. Uh, grateful, I believe, for us asking the question, and, and our committee was surprised by the answer. The answer indicated overwhelmingly that uh, individuals wanted to be engaged through online process. They wanted us to use an online service. They did not want uh, to have this information in the newspaper. And I think one of the reasons for that we found out was uh, in further conversations with a variety of groups in, in our city was that people could then use their own translation devices and translate what they were getting online into their own language. Oh, that's so fascinating. That was interesting. Yeah, very yes. interesting. And um, Catherine, how big is the community you're reaching out to, the school community? We have a student population of approximately 21,000 students. Oh. So uh, about 15,000 families. Yeah, that's a that's a large group to reach out in, and I have to say I was I was a little concerned when when you announced that you were engaging people at the start of the summer. I thought, oh my goodness, that really is not the time we go out to engage, especially when it's a school. And uh, so it was really pleasing to see that that it worked and that you were getting the the kind of responses. So in terms of outcomes, what were you hoping for? We were hoping that we would actually build the number of individuals that were uh, not only responding to our surveys, but requesting information through our online engagement tool. We we're hoping to connect with families. Uh, we we're hoping to get feedback from families. And we were hoping to be able to provide them with information. And uh, the very interesting thing that uh, came out of it was we noticed that as soon as we did something, if we had an action, we had a result. And we could actually measure that. And that was 
It was really exciting for us that like data, and it was really encouraging that for our uh, school board trustees and those involved with this. Uh, we were able to, for example, when we started at the beginning of July, uh, during one of our city parades, we handed out bookmarks that said, go to our engagement site and fill out a survey. I could watch on the with the data coming in on our Engagement HQ website, I could watch and see that those bookmarks got handed out on the parade on July 1st. By July 3rd, we had 700 responses to our survey. That pattern continued throughout our engagement process. We had an open house. We asked people to go to our uh, website and complete a survey. We could see a direct correlation between an action we did and the results we had by our survey results and the number of individuals that accessed information on our website. So it was actually proof that what we were doing was making a difference as far as getting information out to the public. That's great. I think <clears throat> I think that is what one looks for is that your activities really are making a difference. And certainly um, what was interesting too is to watch how supportive your board was and that every member on that board was behind the, the initiative. They were all committed. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Because it also takes some buy-in and commitment um, as an organization to to embrace something like this. Right, and that's due uh, very largely to the work that we did with Catherine Rockendale and our outside consultant who came in, worked with us to develop uh, the question, our problem statement, uh, and to develop the process. So we had very clearly outlined what our problem statement was and the process that we were going to follow. We presented that to the entire board and that guided us through our process, which was almost two years in length. And whenever we had a, a question, a problem to solve, we kept coming back to that problem statement. And because we, it had been so clearly articulated at the beginning, and because we kept coming back to it, our board was able to feel that they had trust in the process. We weren't deviating from the process. And that was very important. And they also felt that because we were on an ongoing basis providing information, not only to our school community, uh, which include our families, but also to the city as a whole. So anyone could actually log in and find out what was happening and that we uh, were not keeping, we didn't have a hidden agenda. It, it was, was very always very public, very yeah. open, very transparent. Yeah, yes. I think that's, that's so critical because as you say, you are part of the community. Yes. Catherine, I have a question that I always ask. What did engagement mean for the district before the project began? Um, if, and if at all this, the, this process has changed the way you're going to go forward in engaging? You've, you alluded a little bit to this in how you mentioned the changes have occurred and that the community had this very strong um, desire to be communicated and, and to engage with you online. Um, but were there any aha sort of moments in this time that will define what you're going to do going forward? I, I think traditionally in the past, we had always believed that you engage with your community in a face-to-face -face way. And that was typically the only way you engaged. And that the rest of the time you'd provide information in a written format. And what shifted for us was the realization that 
people still wanted face-to-face -face engagement, but they also wanted a way to engage that fit their lifestyles and their time frames. Uh, people work now, they work different hours, they're not always available to come to a meeting, and they wanted to have access to information uh, when it worked for them. And that was the difference. Uh, we didn't stop doing face-to-face -face engagement, but we added in online engagement. And that supported what we did in a face-to-face -face way. It, For example, when we did our first open house with our community, uh, we had several hundred people attend, but we also noticed that we had several hundred people attend online uh, when it was convenient for them. Families can't always come out to an evening event, whether they're working, uh, whether they can't get a babysitter, uh, whether they were concerned about uh, their ability to understand the language. So we were able to put this exact, replicate this exact face-to-face -face experience in an online format. So what we gave is to people was choice. You could come and see us face to face or you could go online. And that was new and different. We hadn't done that before. Right. And do you think this will influence what you're going to do going forward? Most definitely. The The great thing was how successful this engagement process was. Uh, <laughs> the interesting thing for myself and my team is now that whenever we engage on any topic, uh, we come right to, well, we need to put together another website on this. Uh, so it, it actually shifted very quickly our thoughts on engagement. It, that, that was very interesting for us. So currently in our province of BC, we have a new curriculum that is being rolled out. And we are using our website to engage our uh, parents in uh, information about that new curriculum, um, surveys, uh, dialogue, etc. So we've already started to use it in different ways. Right. And and Catherine, I noticed when I looked at the site and over the time period of that engagement that you weren't translating everything. So you said that your community had translators. Um, I, one comment I think that was made by the chairman of your board was that um, the community specifically, specifically wanted to use online because they um, I'm trying to think what he said now. I think he said because they were too uncomfortable to stand up and in broken English uh, present their point of view in an, in a meeting. And so I did not see a lot of translation on the site. How were you sure other than getting people to the site that you were reaching those diverse communities? What were your indicators? Right. We, uh, we asked the question on our first uh, online engagement survey, and we asked, uh, what language would you like to be communicated in? Uh, and overwhelmingly, it came back in English. And what we knew about our uh, population, as I said earlier, is we have a significantly large population where English is an additional language or for individuals who do not speak English at all. Right. So we were curious about this, and uh, we asked a few questions and uh, from organizations that provide either settlement support or translation services. And what we found out is that people like to use their own translation tools, that they usually have the facility on their own devices to translate the information. So they prefer that it came out in English. The evidence we had of that is when we asked for written comments back, 
we allowed individuals to uh, comment back in their own language. So we were getting feedback in languages other than English uh, in response to the written questions. Okay, that's that makes sense. And um, it was actually also interesting to see the article in the local paper, I think it was, was it the Richmond News, where it yes. said district scores high despite tough test. I thought that was quite an interesting statement. Do you want to expand on that? Yes, uh, we uh, were not make, asking a popular question. We were asking about closing schools. It comes very near and dear to parents' hearts. Yeah. And uh, it, we knew we had a lot of opposition in the community. However, what we found uh, was that because we had uh, kept true to our problem statement, because we had consistently provided information, asked questions, and fed back the information responses we'd got from the public, that people, even though they didn't like the question we were asking, they liked our process. We got a lot of positive feedback from our community on our process. We were congratulated about the process and people said, and including the uh, the newspaper article, you have a difficult decision to make. We like how you're going about it and good luck. That's great. I mean, what you always want is that absolute transparency, the inclusiveness, um, and certainly it's what everything you've said here displays how extensively that was done in through, in, throughout your organization, throughout your, your process, as you said, starting with that problem statement and following process and sticking to it. And I think that, that certainly the success certainly speaks, speaks for itself. Um, when we spoke a little while ago, you mentioned how critical the information was that you could report on and how that helped you internally as an organization in terms of, um, I know you're very involved in the technology side of, side of things and how that really helped you understand um, how that, you, that could help you and that it would save you time in your own internal technology, so to say. Right, I, I always say I look after technology for the school district, the business end as well as the educational end. And I always say to my team that we should do what we do well. And part of that was the conversation around, could we build our own website? We could. Did we have the personnel and the expertise? We had the expertise, but we didn't have the personnel. And what we were able to have uh, in this instance was the shell that could provide us not only with the framework for the website, but it could provide us with the analytics. So we could focus on asking the right questions, which takes a lot of attention to detail to ask mm. the right question to get the response that you would like um, so that they're not leading questions, etc. But it also very importantly gave us the analytics immediately. So we could actually see, as I was saying before, we could actually see that what we were doing was having an impact. So mm. instead of worrying about uh, the how do we get this set up? How do we write the code to make this website happen? And then how do we provide the analytics on a regular basis? We could focus on what was important and that was engaging with our community. So that took a lot of pressure off of my team, the technology folks, and we could put our energies where they needed to be. Right. And and what I, alluding back to the reporting, how you could regularly get the, the analytics, I remember observing how consistently and outstandingly you approached closing the loop. 
um, and giving that feedback and letting people know what you heard. I think that's so important. And um, how was this different for you in terms of perhaps what you've done in the past or just different? Well, by being able to access analytics, uh, for example, one of the questions we asked is, how do you get your child to school? Do you walk? Do you drive? Do you ride a bicycle, etc.? Looking at those responses and then feeding back when the survey was over, when the survey was closed, we were able to get a report that very clearly articulated how individuals got their children to school. We could present that information back to our community without judgment, just as a fact. This mm. is how you know, 80% of individuals in our school communities walk their children to school. Uh, if you were in high school, the percentage changed. So people could see how they currently got to school. So actually coming back, showing our community what they said in response to questions actually helped us with the next step. So now that we know this information, about the question we asked, this is what we're going to do with the information. And that's what was so very important about asking questions that were important and the right questions, because that yeah. that takes uh, an amazing amount of time and support. And I was really happy that we had our consultant to work with around the questions, because they had to be questions worth asking and questions yeah. that gave us information that we could actually get analytics from. And that you could take further and do something with, as you said, design the next step. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure everyone's wondering what the outcome of this engagement was and what you what you found was the biggest lesson learned. Well, the outcome, the big outcome, because our, our problem was uh, we needed to close schools and our outcome was that we ended up not closing schools. So, uh, which was interesting. We would have thought that we would have uh, closed some schools, but we, uh, our board decided in the end not to close schools. Uh, in the end, however, even though that we didn't end up where we thought we were going to be, we ended up in a very good place because of our process. We knew we had asked all the questions. We know we had fed back to our community all of their responses. We knew we had taken those responses into um, consideration when the board made their final decision. So the final decision was based on a vast array of uh, data, not just uh, feedback from emotion from face-to-face -face meetings, but also written data and summaries that we were able to provide the board. So they made a very informed decision on this. Uh, it was a difficult decision, not easy to come by. It involved emotion and money and time, and yet, they used all of all of the facts, all of the data to make that information. So they were very grateful to have this all in writing. And we yeah. did it in a variety of ways. Yes. It's so impressive to see how how you managed to reach your diverse community. You managed to be very transparent in your process all along. You married your in-person and online so effectively. And and you ended up with a decision you that took you to a different place. I think that you embrace that and that the community could feel so heard is really powerful. Um, do you think that you increased the trust that you built or, or do you believe that going forward you, you may be able to engage the community or a greater proportion of your community as a result of this? Perhaps you could expand a bit on this, Catherine? 
Yes, I believe we did. We actually heard from uh, individuals in the community that were, I think the, the right word would be suspicious that we had an agenda, that we knew we were going to make a certain decision ahead of time. We heard back from them how much uh, they believed and trusted in our process because we kept coming back to the same question, the same process. We did not veer off of that. And mm -hmm. that the information that they saw that we were getting from uh, the rest of the community actually mirrored uh, what they believed. And then in the long run, when we ended up not closing schools, uh, people did say to us, uh, that they uh, they were happy with the decision. They understood it was a difficult one, but they really appreciated the process. And uh, what we had also done on our website was archived all of our responses, all of our uh, the results from the surveys, et cetera. So if individuals had questions or concerns, uh, were feeling that perhaps we weren't being as true to the process, they could actually go into our website and see right on there all of the questions we had asked, uh, the survey results, what people in the community had said and how it related to the next steps of the process. So having that evidence right out there for people archived in a way that was easy to access made a real difference in the level of trust. Uh, we also heard that we have our Teachers are in a teacher's union and our support staff belong to a union as well. And we heard that from both of our unions that they really appreciated the process, they appreciated the transparency, and they felt that uh, it was very much a trusted process and they would want to replicate this in the future if we had any other uh, process that did involve community engagement or engagement within our school district that they would like to have such a process. So it was um, it was such a shift and it might seem like it was such a subtle shift, but the difference that it made uh, was significant. I can't I can't say that enough. And yet we all know we all know the basics of it, but to actually walk through something in a very consistent and focused way was an excellent experience for us and how we are going to uh, engage our community in the future. I'm so pleased to hear you say this because we so often talk about that strategic approach to what you do, make a plan and work the plan. And and you've certainly in in your project proved how successful that is. And I, I appreciate your insights. I think that other listeners today will certainly have a better understanding of, of, first of all, your challenges and then how following your process has absolutely worked and on top of that, reaching your diverse communities and, and really listening to that community. Any additional thoughts that you might have, Catherine? Probably just that it might sound simple, yet coming back over and over again to our problem statement, to the process, uh, with the support of our outside consultant and through the use of the website, with all of those things together and a fabulous team to work with, we were able to do it. Uh, it was a long process, involved lots of hours, but I can't imagine it doing it any other way now. It's great to hear. Thank you. It was, it was excellent. Uh, it was a good learning experience. It was, uh, as I said, it, it was a lot of work. It built a very solid team and uh, I know how we're going to move forward in the future. 
I'm pleased to hear that. Catherine, thank you so much for joining in today and sharing your success story and your insights on how the Richmond School District ensured that the school community diversity was at the root of everything you did, that you followed your process without fail and, and saw some great successes. And in fact, that it defined how you're going to move forward. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Anthea. It was my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to Bang the Table Talks. Join us monthly as we continue to explore topics and best practices to assist in community engagement. Check out our other resources at bangthetable.com.